And joining us today on the Mark and Pete Show, it's the Lord Jesus Christ himself in person. Take a seat. Well, that may be true, and Lord Jesus Christ may be with us in spirit. But today, it's colourful conversations with Mark and Pete. This week, we ask the question about crazy things people believe about Jesus Christ. Yes, it is remarkable that many people seem to have different views about who really was Jesus Christ and what religion is all about. And we're going to explore that in a lot more detail. Clotin Pete is with me today, and he will give a lot of expert advice. Oh, yeah. Now, interestingly enough, strangely enough, we get some very, very strange correspondence from our listeners who really do also want us to explore this subject. Now, Clergyman Pete, before I turn to you, I just want to mention that we've had a, a, a correspondent from a, a listener, and I'm just going to read it out today. And um, <clears throat> I'm just going to um, uh, highlight here that it's marked a matter of conscience. It says, Dear citizens, if Jesus was alive today, would he be straight or possibly gay? Could he cope with being in debt or live on payday loans with no regret? Would he protest about global warming or worry if the ice caps were slowly deforming? Could he marry and then divorce or simply watch his whole life go off course? Would he be savvy with cybercrime or might he start hacking in his spare time? Could he even star on social media or perhaps indulge in something far more seedier? Would he be a conscious objector or heaven forbid, a tenacious tax collector, though some say he never existed at all. Well, that's what God told me, as I now recall. Yours, insincerely, Judas Iscariot. Yes. Well, thank you for that, um, listener. He, um, look, look I, um, he's forever contacting the show. I told him before. I said, I, said, I, don't, I said, I don't want your money. I don't want your money, Judas. <laughs> Well, uh, it's, it's nice to hear that. But again, bearing false witness. Yes, actually, remarkably, uh, some people believe that Jesus Christ didn't actually exist. Now, clergyman <sighs> Pete, um, as our listeners, um, uh, um, particularly uh, Judas, um, and thank you, um, Judas, for listening to our show. Um, however, what I would like to ask um, clergyman Pete, just tell, tell us uh, a little bit more about what, what people do genuinely believe uh, about Jesus Christ. Uh, well, uh, well, businessman Mark, yes, we're, we're looking at Jesus Christ and the strange things uh, people believe about him. That some of them are really crazy. Like you say, some people don't even believe exists uh, existed. Well, uh, there's plenty of historical evidence for that. Some people... Uh, believe that he didn't die when he there's so much evidence for that some people believe he didn't rise from the dead when there's yeah. plenty of evidence for that historically and um, certainly in the uh, testimony of the early church and uh, documentary evidence for the time you can go on and on about the archaeology as well but yes but there are those sort of crazy beliefs but we're talking about um ridiculous beliefs that aren't held for serious reasons i mean there's a serious reason for that People are trying to object to Christian belief. Now, some of these other beliefs, though, people hold on to them. Believe, they, you can believe them whilst being mm. a Christian. So you know, if they found out they were wrong, you know, they wouldn't need to hold on to them, but they still believe them. 
Oh, there's yeah. some really weird, wacky things. I mean, okay. well, my few of them. Right, well, give, mice, give me a few examples. Well, the first one is that he's appearing on the Mark and Pete podcast. Well, oh. I heard oh. someone say that earlier. Well, uh, well I'm sure you know. I've got a spare seat here, and I prepared a meal for him. <laughs> whether he's here by his spirit, as you hinted earlier. Ah. Well, uh, Jesus has said, if two or three gather in my name, it's, it's a question of whether the. Uh, whether the gentle listener will accept that Mark and Pete is actually meeting together in Jesus' name. I guess he is here by his spirit. He can be everywhere. But no, some, some of the strange things. Now, I've got a really strange one to start with. Now, you'll find this um, difficult to believe if you hadn't heard it before. And that's there's a widespread belief starting very early on um, amongst Christian believers that Jesus could take Play-Doh or clay, that sort of thing, Make a yeah. bird shape out of it, mm. and then it would come to life. Oh, and then it would come to life. Yeah, this is this is that's a good way to launch a miracle. What do you think, isn't it? Is that crazy well, or just simply <laughs> stupid? What is that? Uh, well, it sounds a little bit implausible to me, but yeah. I'm not an expert. Uh, but I would say that that's You're probably not, wrong. What are you not an expert? <laughs> I'm not an expert on whether clay things could come to life. Um, Exactly. Yeah, yes, yes. Neither am I. Neither am I. But the, the interesting thing about that belief is it made its way into the Quran. Um, mm. One of the, uh, so, okay, so silly things that um, Christian believers uh, believe in even make their way into the Quran and corrupt the Quran with their silliness. Not that there isn't plenty of other silly things in the Quran. It's just that uh, they they got this particular mm. one from an early um, some early attempts to explain what Jesus was doing when he was young, because there's not much in the biblical accounts. Now, the biblical accounts, the ones that went, made their way into the Bible, were written not so, not long after Jesus was around, and, um, you know, they were accepted as being accurate. There were people who were around at the time. But about a few hundred years later, in the, in the 400s, someone wrote an account of Jesus' infancy, the gospel yes. of, of the infancy of Christ, it was called. And this, uh, this account included... Uh, Jesus and his friends being down by the river, making things out of clay, and it said that Jesus was able to bring them to life. In another version, in, in, in a, a gospel called the Gospel of Thomas, also written long after the event, it talks about uh, Jesus using water from the river to make them come to life. But uh, this is just a silly belief. It's not true. There's no reason hmm. to believe that Jesus could do that. Um, and there's that is not the silliest things we've got. So number no. one, well, we have Play-Doh figures, <laughs> Play-Doh or Play-Doh figures being brought to life. That's number one. Yes. Well, that that's a good one. But um, I want to come back to the the man himself and and how he's often perceived oh, yeah, or portrayed, yeah. should we yeah, say? Yeah, yeah. And and that is uh, about the look. I mean, he's often depicted as a man with sort of golden hair and a white. And a beard, yes. and not a white beard. Long... You're, you're thinking of Santa Claus. Oh, yeah, yeah but he, he did get a bit older. Yeah. Uh, not much older, but oh, he, he had yes. a beard. Uh, so I believe. Yes. Um, so and he had a loincloth. Now, is that true that he wandered around in a loincloth? <laughs> well, time? look. Um, now, Jesus is often portrayed as as wearing a beard. Now, the loincloth bit is when he's hanging on the cross. Um, in the throes of agony on the cross. Now, yeah. when he was running around, he's often portrayed as wearing. Uh, a nice white uh, gown with, with a bit of fetching blue uh, uh, yeah. draped over it. Now, that's he might have worn a, a white clothing. He might have worn the typical clothing of a rabbi. You know, 
that may be true. Um, so it's possible. Did he have a long golden hair? Well, very unlikely. Here's the thing. Um, that there's nothing written about Jesus' appearance, but the prophecies about him uh, in Isaiah referred to him uh, having nothing remarkable in his appearance. Now, if that's the case, he would have looked like all the other swarthy mm. Jewish people around. So he would mm. probably, being a Middle Eastern Jew, be slightly dark-skinned, you know, not pale, but not, not, uh, not with black skin, but slightly dark, darkened skin. Dark hair, probably wavy. He may well have had a beard because most men did at the time. However, uh, he often went against convention, so maybe he was smooth-shaven. Who knows? Uh, well, he, indeed. Yeah. You can't it, talk it is quite remarkable. I mean, <laughs> if you think about it, the way that um, uh, we see iconography and great artworks from artists through the centuries portray him almost as though he was like a Westerner. As in, you know, with white skin, yes. thin, slender features. Uh, now, surely this is there's a political motive behind that. Surely, I mean, well, this this can't possibly be the case. Then, well, other I, than people were trying to misrepresent him. Well, I don't, I don't know that it's deliberate. I mean, in that uh, you find in each culture when they represent Jesus, they seem to portray him like one of them, unless of oh. course they they borrowed from another culture, like someone might borrow the pictures of Jesus from American culture if they just heard the gospel. But you, you have uh, different representations of Christ. In fact, one exercise I did when I was at the Theological College was to look through a collection of artwork of different images of Christ, having him, you know, in, in of all different ethnicities and um, having him in all different uh, sizes and shapes. Uh, it, you know, he could have been extremely physically attractive. He could have been hideously ugly. We don't know. Uh, I no. mean, in that he did become repulsive to look at, but um, that when the prophecy about that is referring to that he that he was repulsive. I mean, that's taken as being about his death. You know, when he was uh, whipped to a pulp, and yeah. would have been quite horrifying to look at with his skin hanging out. So, I mean, it, but at that time, that's just coming back to the crucifixion. He hung there with uh, ripped to shreds, hanging across. He would not have had a loincloth on. They crucified people naked. So, you know, that mm. the loincloth appeared uh, because of people's sensibilities, um, mm. looking at that in art or in church. Uh, loincloths appeared, but uh, there wouldn't have been a loincloth there at the time. And there wouldn't, mm. I know this will shock you personally, Mark, he wouldn't mm. have had a halo as he walked around. Oh. He, yes, I'm sorry to disabuse you of that uh, he didn't have a big circle around his head as he wandered around i mean it would have been i think it would have been remarked on people would have said ah um, my lord jesus christ what's that flipping thing around your head people would have said that I mean, been... yes i think they probably would have done i think but there's something would have been well whereas <laughs> scripture is silent on uh, yeah. people's comments of that nature it may have but there is something there is something that a lot of people do get wrong, which is about the miracles. So, for example, yeah. people have said that things like statues crying in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, how on earth uh, yeah. can this, uh, this can go on? I mean, um, those sort of myths. What's happening there about the miracles that weren't really miracles? Yes, well, that's it. Yeah, now you, you put your finger on something here. Now, when, when you refer to something as a miracle, what do you mean? I mean, in the Bible, it talks about Jesus' healings and signs that he did. Uh, miracles is sort of um, our, ex our description of it in that it's something that's completely outside of nat natural scope. 
But these days, when you say, oh, there's been a miracle of Jesus, you mean something like a statue crying. Uh, mm. Now, call me crazy, if you like, but call me crazy as a kook. But I don't think that that's particularly impressive. Um, <laughs> a, a, a little bit of water. What, on. a kook? Uh, <laughs> yes. Now, there is... Um, there are several of these. There's one, I'm just picking one. There's one in, um, in Bolivia where uh, presumably it's something to do with the paint, but it not only seems to weep, but blood seems to ah, come from his eyes. Yes. You see. Now, uh, it's a strange, uh, you know, the, he's known uh, colloquially, although this is an English translation of it, which makes it seem worse. He's known as the Bleeding Jesus. Um, yes. And he's uh, a statue in Bolivia. But there are plenty of others. Um, and sometimes uh, referring to oil coming out or uh, holy glitter, you know, um, uh, yeah. sparks of, uh, of gold coming out. Uh, just as common um, with statues of Mary, of course, uh, mm. that, uh, that would happen. But we're talking particularly about myths about Jesus. That's one, that he has statues. Not only do uh, clay models of birds that he made come to life, but statues of him don't quite mm. come to life, but they, they have a little bit of a cry every now and then. Yes, but I think that, let me ask you about um, your parishioners, because uh, we, we come with them, no, <laughs> they my, probably not, are crazy. No, no not <laughs> my, I mean, that belief was crazy. Obviously, my parishioners oh, I see. Yeah, are as sane as they come. Yeah. Yes, but what I was going to say was, is that some people will probably turn up and sit on, on the pews in front of you and think, hold on. Um, some people have some very strange beliefs about where you would go to in the afterlife. For example, yes, some people have said that you would get vacuumed up um, in the afterlife into some kind of strange cube no, or yeah, device. No, no, you know, you... Uh, just no, elaborate on you, you, a Well, you've called that correctly, the afterlife, as in after uh, this dispensation or this period, the afterlife is what happens next. Now, I think the actual belief is that the afterlife is some completely different order of life when the whole earth has been destroyed. So they would call it not the afterlife, but they would call it the rapture and the end times. Now, the end times are the times uh, leading up to Jesus returning. And the rapture is like uh, having Jesus as a giant hoover in the sky. Sort of idea. He hoovers yeah. up the people at the church. He hoovers up the true believers. Uh, yes, and they go up to be in the city of God, which is measured out in the book of Revelation. And it has a height as well as a width and a depth. And so it seems to be a massive cube. And because it's not on earth, it's in heaven. So floating in the sky is this giant cube. Everyone's hoovered up there. There's then seven years of tribulation, bad times on the earth. Uh, there's mm. a third, maybe a third of the Jews uh, or a third of the people on the earth various different interpretations, who are then destroyed uh, by uh, this uh, satanic figure, this evil figure, the Antichrist. And uh, then the, uh, the Christians and Jesus can return and rule there. It's all uh, rather strange. Mm. And that is widely believed. You know, that is what <coughs> a lot of people mean when they talk about uh, prophecy. They don't and, mean, and why, mean why individual do you things. Think they they mean, are distorting this sort of truth. What, what, what's motivating people well, to believe well, these things? Here's the thing. You see, I, I really do um, believe that people genuinely believe it because they think the Bible genuinely teaches this. But here's mm. where, what happens. Someone, uh, in this uh, case, a man called Darby, who was, uh, uh, was a British guy, part of the uh, Brethren Church, uh, he 
uh, towards uh, most of what I've just said. Uh, it's been elaborated on since. Uh, now, at the same time, uh, there was a girl who came to believe about the rapture uh, in the church in Scotland, and, and in a sort of personal prophecy that she gave. It was a young girl who believed it. Both these instances of belief in the rapture were the first time people ever believed in it, 19th century. But because it's almost because it's so ridiculous, so crazy, so mad, so idiotic, warped, stupid, and um, giving the wrong impression of God. I don't know if I can put it strongly enough. That <laughs> people end up believing it. It's like, you know, I'm so strong in my faith, I can believe 10 impossible things before breakfast. It just isn't true. It isn't what the Bible teaches. The Bible clearly teaches that Jesus will return in judgment and in power, and he will come down and he will rule the earth physically as he is ruling it spiritually and his rule is spreading to the spread of the gospel right now. Yeah, that's all true. That is what the Bible teaches. It doesn't teach there's going to be a giant cube floating in the sky and right. we're going to be taken up into it. That was a mad well, belief <clears throat> that didn't come about until the rapture belief did. That interpretation of the rapture didn't come about until the 19th century. It's relatively recent. Rap well, let me rapture, ask some... Just before you go, rapture, by the way, the word that's translated rapture, simply means gathered together. It isn't any sort yeah. of special technical term. Well, let, let me come on to something which is even more incredulous, in my opinion. And that is those people who have openly stated that they are Jesus Christ. Yes. Now, I want to sort of mention something here, because um, there are probably many uh, celebrities or people in society who probably come out with this and um one i'm going to reference um happened not that long ago um but uh, during the 1980s um david ike who was actually ironically a former goalkeeper of coventry city who then went on to become a, a tv presenter um strangely enough um bizarrely i would say actually came out in um, what a light, sort of like a, uh, was it like a lime green suit and claimed turquoise, that he was turquoise. the son of God. Yeah, no, turquoise. Turquoise, yes, that's right. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's the one, yes, yes, yes. If I'm, you were I'm, a true Very follower, fetching, I'm sure it was. If you were true disciple, <laughs> you would know that. Uh. But, but <laughs> what I want to understand is um, what motivates people to do this and what is yeah. happening in their lives yeah. to make them believe that they yeah, are genuinely no, Jesus mean, Christ. Yes, now, well... Oh, incidentally, it's not necessarily gender specific. Women have also thought the same. Yes, now it's not. It, it can be part of a genuine religiosity, uh, an, uh, an attempt at piety to get closer to God, and then being misled by spiritual experiences. You know, not all spiritual experiences are good. Not all come from God, and so without the you know gr the grounding in the Bible and, and good Bible teaching. No, doing your own research even uh, would help. There. But if, you know, not everyone uh, has the time or inclination or ability to do that. But good sound teaching is needed to guard people against such madness. Uh, I think it goes, my belief is that it starts off with good motives. Of course, it can be part of, um, of, of uh, the sort of nexus of, uh, of mental disorders. So I want to just separate that out. Some people believe they're Jesus in the same way as they believe some people believe they're napoleon or they believe that mm. little, little midgets are coming under the under the doorway to come and, uh, come oh. and attack them now yeah. those have all been believed by people who i've visited pastorally those particular things um okay. but the the um the but there was someone in who's a member of a church when i was young uh who's a woman who believed she was jesus christ so yes uh, that's uh, as you say it's not gender specific 
And indeed, in this day and age, uh, that would, of course, be bigoted to suggest that. Uh, so um, I'm yeah. pleased to be able to say that all, all genders and none are able to be crazy and believe that they're Jesus Christ. Uh, but, you know, craziness is a, the real craziness of mental disorder is a serious issue. And that's why, you know, I'm separating people off who are going through a real mental problem like that. But other people seem to believe it in an attempt uh, to to um, get closer to God. And that's weird. It's crazy. But uh, I, I sort of understand it in that without the constraints of, of uh, biblical teaching, you, which you have some sort of spiritual experience, you can go off the deep end. Now, there's this, uh, here's yes. another example. There's this guy um, uh, who uh, is in Brazil and he travels around telling people that he's Jesus and he dresses up in a, a sort of... Um, the white robe. Uh, I have an image of oh, it in front of me. He's, he's gone for it. He calls he? himself Inri Christo, but I imagine that's what he calls himself, meaning that he's Jesus, uh, meaning I am Jesus. Yes. But the amusing thing is, he's, in the picture I see, he's on a, he's wearing the robe and, and a red instead of a, a blue bit on it. Um, and then he's got a little handbag and he's on a motorized little scooter. So it mm. looks very funny. Um, if only... Yeah. Um, if only Christ, the Lord, had had little scooters, well, to travel around easier around the well, I was, I was, dusty roads we, of the Middle East. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know that we're coming to the end of the show, and um, strangely enough, as, as you've been talking, I've just received a text message from Jesus Christ, who said that he will be coming back to Earth, but unfortunately, he can't make it in time for the end of the show, which actually does raise oh, uh, right, one yeah. last question, which which is about his return yeah. now some people say that he already has returned but just hasn't declared himself yet um so let me ask yeah. you this this last question which is um when is he going to return yeah, yeah that's a very good question now <laughs> there have been some we talked about we've been talking about craziness in this episode and there have been some real crazy beliefs about jesus returning uh, it was predicted that the beginning of the end times was the 23rd of september 2017 by some people doing calculations uh, based on the Bible Bible and its prophecy. Um, in 2011, of course, there was the famous Harold Camping uh, prediction that uh, the, the world uh, would end, would begin to end in May. Uh, there'd be uh, the rapture in October, I think, of that year, 2011. Um, it didn't happen. Um, and the next year, mm. Harold Camping said uh, that he was sorry and he'd got it wrong. So I guess that's all right then. But he um, he was is among... Uh, part of, rather, of a long list of people who have made these claims. The Bible clearly teaches that Jesus is coming back physically to reign, but that he's here now by his spirit. And by uh, that means that he's uh, ruling now uh, through people choosing to believe in him. So as more and more people believe, the rule of Christ spreads. But also, of course, his answers to prayer and his interventions, and uh, as God sustaining the whole of creation, he's here but he'll be physically, as a human being, back one day. In the uh, in the Bible, it actually talks about him sometimes descending, but sometimes just physically being there. You know, he, we'll gradually realise yes. he was here all the time. Now, predictions of the end are based on various passages of the Bible, which are misapplied. The most famous of which, there's uh, in the the Gospels, there's a passage in Mark chapter thirteen, all of that chapter 
which is echoed in Matthew chapter 24 and Luke 21. Uh, there isn't quite an equivalent in John's Gospel. Uh, he says different things about the end, uh, but, but they're not misused in the same way. Now, this, uh, those particular passages talk about there being, you'll, uh, you'll recognize this from uh, these strange prophecies about the end coming, about there being earthquakes and wars and rumors of wars and all these sort of things, signs that the end would come. But quite clearly, because right at the start of the chapter, it tells you when it's going to happen and what he's talking about. Jesus is talking about when the temple will be destroyed, and along with it, of course, Jerusalem. And it will happen within a generation. It will happen, in fact, while some of the people he's speaking to are still alive. And the temple was, in fact, destroyed in 70 AD in the way that Jesus predicted. And he, in that same passage, tells them when this happens, these signs showing that the temple Jerusalem's better to be destroyed. Run! If you're on the roof, don't even bother to come down. They had flat roofs. Run out the city. The Christians who believed in Jesus, the Christians, as in the ones who believed in Jesus, ran. And strangely, the, the armies which had encircled Jerusalem went away for a bit, which is what he predicted. Uh, he said, run when mm. you see them. It wasn't common sense, but they did what he said anyway. So they, all the Christians survived. Those who thought, oh, this is nonsense. We don't believe this. Uh, were all slaughtered, and so, or, or uh, before that, starved. Many starved in it. Yeah. It was a hideous, horrible experience, and it, it happened as Jesus predicted. And at that point, it was at that point that the church exploded in growth, showing that Jesus's prophecy was true. It had come true. Mm. It's already happened. There well, were no more signs. Stop predicting the end of the world. You don't know when it's going to happen. Those prophecies were about to something different. Stop it! Just <laughs> well, I, stop! Well, one thing I am boldly I I may, saying I, predict is it, I am going to say, I'm going to boldly predict, is the end of the show. Yes. So, so, listeners, what's the craziest thing that you've heard yeah. uh, about Jesus Christ? I mean, let us know. Why not <laughs> send us a, a, a missive at uh, uh, markandpeter.com and let us know your thoughts. Follow us uh, at markandpeter on Twitter. We'd love to hear from you. Well, thank you for joining us today on this slightly crazy uh, episode. Join us again next time for Colourful Conversations with Mark and Pete. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.